0: Well, good morning, good evening, and welcome from all over the world. I am Dr. Paulina Van. I am the author of Vergala Healing, An Evocative Approach for Self-Care, Self-Understanding, and Inner Healing. I have the honor of hosting this show, The Poetry of Healing, and we'd love to know where you're joining us from. So if you wouldn't mind, please put it in the chat. We are in the month of October and in several countries, including the United States, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom, pregnancy and infant loss awareness is one of the life events that the nations are shining a light on. This topic is especially important to the African-American community because miscarriage rates among our women are higher than any other race. Yet, the experiences are rarely discussed. So today, we hope we will will serve uh, to promote a greater awareness and support for the estimated one in four individuals and families whose lives are irrevocably altered by the death of their children during pregnancy or at birth. I want to let you know we have a special guest today, Dr. Lucinda Canty. We'll call her Dr. Lucinda. And I invited her here because we both share a passion for and have devoted our efforts to the care of women after pregnancy loss. She will join us later in the program. So today I ask you to join us and embrace the goals for this session. If you have not experienced a pregnancy loss, it is highly likely that you know someone who has. Um, And so uh, we just ask you to uh, stay with us as we take an intimate look at the experiences of coping and healing among diverse women after pregnancy loss. We'll share strategies women used And we'll end with a meditation to soothe you and which you may share with women, their partner and other loved ones. So as we begin, we always begin with a centering exercise to help us focus and collect our energy for this time together. And remember, it's a time for you, a gift for yourself. So let's take a moment and settle into this space so we can be fully present. We're going to practice heart math, heart-focused breathing to open our hearts because today, especially, may be emotional um, for many of you that have joined us. We're gonna practice heart-focused breathing and those of you who have been with me along this journey are very familiar with it. And those of you who are not, it's really simple. So join us. So I'm going to ask you to lower your gaze or close your eyes or just have soft eyes focusing on something stationary. And we're going to focus your attention in the area of your heart, which is in the left side of your chest. So it might help you to put your your hand over your chest. Can you see me? Can you see my hand? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'd like you to imagine that your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area, breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. Okay. So, and we want to do it slowly. So you might um, inhale on a count of four through your nose, one, two, and three, and four. And exhale through your nose, but it's, if it's more comfortable, you can exhale through your mouth at the count of five. One, and two, and three, and four, and five. So let's do it again, slowly through your nose. And you might want to push your belly out so you can get more air. And just imagine your heart, every time you inhale, your heart's expanding. And then when you exhale slowly, your heart is contracting. Yes. Okay, let's do it one more time. And you're going to breathe in, and your heart, that beautiful heart of yours is expanding. Big, 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 big. And then breathe out and watch it contract. And now, please follow me and take a deep breath in to notice you are here. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in to notice how your body feels. And out. And take this last deep breath to enter the session. And for those of you who have just joined us, I am Dr. Paulina Van, author of Regala Healing, An Evocative Approach for Self-Care, Self-Understanding, and Inner Healing, and the host of this show, The Poetry of Healing. And today's show is a sensitive topic. It's about pregnancy loss. You are just in time to meet our guest, and I'd like to welcome Dr. Lucinda Canti. Here you go, I, I I got you on the screen, okay? <laughs> For those of you who've been viewing, um, I'm being the director today as well. So be patient with me as I uh, try to navigate all these roles. Well, welcome Dr. Lucinda. It is so great to have you. We are of like minds and spirits, uh, spirit, and um, you're just a gentle, gentle, person. And I just welcome you. So I'd like to um, ask you and invite you to tell our viewers a bit about your background um, related to the care um, of pregnant and postpartum women. And then we'll get into our chat about um, pregnancy loss.
1: Okay. My name is Lucinda Canty. And I have been a nurse midwife since 1994. Can't believe how long it has been. And just throughout my journey as a midwife is working with women just throughout the reproductive life cycle. And people know me for my maternal health work, but I also just work really focusing on women's health and their needs. And pregnancy loss is one of those things that continuously come up and supporting women through that process.
0: So uh, Dr. Lucinda, tell us what your role is right now. What uh, specialty are you in? Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. So right now I am providing reproductive health at Planned Parenthood of Southern New England. So again, I care for women of all ages. I I focus on helping them prepare for pregnancy and even helping them in the aftermath. But Mm -hmm. I also provide services and getting them the support they need during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and during childbirth as well. And you know, I'm not going to let you get away with not telling us about your degrees. Okay. yeah. So, I, I received my nursing degree from Columbia University, my midwifery degree from Yale University, and graduated recently, well, 2020, um, from UConn School of Nursing with my PhD in nursing. Okay. Now, so we, everybody, we're gonna breathe all that in, all those Ivy
0: League, Ivy League schools, and yes, thank you, Dr. Lucinda. You. you are. Just just like I said, a gentle spirit. So before uh, we get into the discussion um, about pregnancy loss, I just want to make sure that um, all of us, including our viewers, are, are using the same language. So I want to describe what we mean by pregnancy loss. And so pregnancy loss, miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy or tubal pregnancy, a stillbirth, Or the termination of the pregnancy for any medical reason okay all right so let's um let's begin and i just want the viewers to know our connection in in this work i have been um i'm a i'm a little older than dr lucinda and i started this um work in my um phd program back in 1995 Um, And that's when Dr. Lucinda was becoming a nurse. She was a new nurse or or a new midwife. Um, And um, I've always had an affinity towards pregnant and parenting women um, and their their conditions. And I became aware that African-American women have a disparately high rate of pregnancy loss as compared to other women and up to four times um, of white women, so um, I, I'm a fixer. So I wanted to fix that problem, and I quickly realized that there are social, cultural, political, economic, cultural, religious reasons uh, that uh, that lead to um, this high dis- disparity. So um, I went to earn my doctorate and have been doing research among women who've had pregnancy loss. Since that time, and I've spoken to hundreds of women, and I've traveled the world um, teaching caregivers and women about how to cope after pregnancy loss. So that that's our connection. So, Dr. Lucinda, we know that 10 to 20 percent of all pregnancies end in miscarriage, and of course, it's higher among African Americans, and. Um, may be treated as a medical event or an invisible event, totally ignored. So from from your perspective, what would you like our viewers to know about the African-American experience after miscarriage?
1: Yes, and thank you for that question. Because, Mm -hmm. and I want to just also say, this is something that we don't really talk about in our community. And because there's a stigma associated with it. But I think that we're, we, if we do talk about it, we'll recognize that we're not alone. So when we do enter regarding for pregnancy, you know, it's always considered a joyous event. You know, you start to think about what's going to happen when the baby comes. How am I going to do during my pregnancy and childbirth? But we don't really talk about loss. We don't really talk about it until someone, I shouldn't say it doesn't come up until someone mm-hmm. experiences it. And it can happen at any time. And I just wanna say with pregnancy loss, each pregnancy means something to the woman or the, the birthing person, regardless of how you know they became pregnant, how that pregnancy ends, it means something. But we know that when we enter our, the medical establishment, it's always focused on the medical pieces. Let's do an ultrasound, let's do blood work. And then when we find that loss has occurred, it's almost like we don't know what to say and the women are still, they don't know what to say because they're trying to adjust to what just happened. But as medical providers, as friends, family, a lot of times we don't know what to say. And sometimes what we say is not always helpful. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to be very careful about that. Mm-hmm. But women are also kind of thinking, did I do something wrong? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Even, and it, we know that this happens outside of the body, outside of our control but we still blame ourselves, especially as black women, as women of color, because we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be successful. We work hard and we're always supposed to have something to show for it. So when things don't go as expected, a lot of times we don't know who to go to or what to say, who to get that support from.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, you've you've covered question number two too, uh, Dr. Lucinda. I, I just appreciate um, that. And so I want to delve, you brought up several challenges that women um, experience after pregnancy loss. So the guilt and the self blaming and the, um, I don't want to say negative, but unsupportive responses from others, um, not knowing the cause. So that even causes anxiety. I don't know, so you, you can't do anything about it, you know, most, most of the times. And, and that's important for our viewers to know that most of the time, it's unknown why a miscarriage uh, occurs. There are many theories about why it uh, occurs, but it's it's unknown. And so as a healthcare provider for several decades, what have you found helpful when providing guidance to women after loss, knowing this uh, pool of challenges.
1: Yes, and you mm-hmm. have to listen to the person. You have to listen to the person who is going through it and you have to give them time and space. When I was in school, you really didn't talk about what to do. We knew what to do medically if someone had a loss, but we didn't really know the right words to say. And it does take time to learn. I didn't come out of school knowing what to say, but I had to listen to how women felt. And if they had a previous loss, what happened to them? Because a lot of times if it's not addressed, they bring that to the next pregnancy. And again, like you were saying that anxiety, they can carry that. And we don't want women to carry anxiety and stress through their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But what I found too, is that listening was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Seeing what their needs are. Not saying, oh, don't worry, you're young. You can get pregnant again. Or someone told me the provider was like, oh, you're early, so it didn't really do anything to your body. You know, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are things that can, again, can cause more harm if they have other questions and things that aren't being answered. So, what I learned was to listen. Mm-hmm. And I would like to share an experience that I had with a woman. It's one of the most kind of devastating situations that I've had as a midwife, where I had a woman who was. 39 weeks and I do want to say this ex- describing this experience could be traumatic and could bring up feelings mm-hmm. um, evoke feelings but I want to mention it because again we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So she came and she was 39 weeks, couldn't find the fetal heart rate had a normal pregnancy, all her less everything normal, she was active, no medical conditions and just came in couldn't you know couldn't find it, got ultrasound we saw the heart but it wasn't beating. And, I, you know, I was devastated, so I could only imagine what she was going through. And I wanted to be a support to her. And what I found was I just listened to what she had to say. We, Of course, there was the medical pieces, and it turned out it was a knot in the cord, something mm-hmm. that's very rare. So there was nothing anyone could do, but I knew that that wasn't good enough to help her what she was going through. Mm-hmm. So I just stayed present. I answered questions as they came up. And then she became pregnant a second time. It was like a year later. And, I'm, and I heard that she had a pregnancy test. She came and was positive. And I just worried that she wasn't going to want to see me because I would re-traumatize her. And I found out that she, they wanted her to follow up in the high-risk clinic. And she said, if I don't see Lucinda, I'm not seeing anyone. And came to me for her first visit. And I, you know, I asked her how she was feeling. And she said, I just want to thank you because I didn't see her since the loss. And she said, "You were the only one that listened to me. You didn't make me feel guilty. You didn't tell me things. You didn't tell me stories. You just sat and you listened. And I realized the power of being silent, and again, but being present. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I learned. And this was early in my career, so Mm -hmm. I I have that. I still practice that to this day, because you never know what people are going through. And she found that something that helped her make it through. So." yeah, yeah, we have to listen to how mm-hmm. they're feeling and where they want to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Dr. Lucinda, you bring up something, listening. Listening is free. It, it seems so simple, but to be an active listener me, means putting our biases aside, yes. um, putting our opinions aside, and just sitting still and listening to the words, the words and and the emotions allow allowing these women and I don't want to leave the partners out, but today we're talking about the women because partners have a response as well. Yes. Um, and you know you're saying listen and that takes effort, it takes practice and it takes intention. You have to go to the situation with the intention of being an, an active uh, listener. So thank you for sharing um, that uh, ex- experience with, with that patient. And I just like everyone, just take a nice deep breath in and open your heart and out one more time in and out. If you just joined us, Dr. Lucinda just shared um an experience with a patient who had a late pregnancy loss, um, very, very near delivery time. And um, so we're just kind of breathing um, to get ourselves a little calm, okay? All right. And so my last question um, for you is, would you share with us from your experience what women have told you has helped them cope, heal, um, just be able to manage day to day um, and accept the reality of the loss.
1: Yes, the most common thing that I have heard was that they wanted someone to not always have the answers, to just listen to their concerns and not feel like they have to go out of their way just to tell them something. Mm Because sometimes that something could be something that they're not ready for. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things is just, you know, again, is that silence, is the listening. But it's also you don't have to have all the answers when Mm -hmm. we're sharing, especially when we go through something so difficult. We just want someone to be able to see us Mm -hmm. and know that it was important to us. And again, even for some women, pregnancy could be a crisis. But still, however, that pregnancy ends. They have to recognize that that's something that happened to them and is not something I want to erase and disappear. Mm-hmm. So that if they do have a loss at any time during their pregnancy, it's important that people acknowledge that that happened to them and not, you know, avoid saying miscarriage, not avoid saying baby. Uh, I had a woman who said people didn't even want to look at me mm-hmm. or if they were sharing that somebody was pregnant, they, their face dropped because they realized my loss. But I, ha- I was happy for that person that was pregnant. But I still don't want you to feel that you have to go out of your way and do things that aren't really comforting to me. Yes. But the other thing was not saying sorry. Don't say, oh, I'm sorry you went through that. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't say, "You know, oh, don't worry, you could get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Or don't worry, you know, and, and if they have a loss, they don't want someone to say, well, when is the next time you're going to have a baby? Mm-hmm. You know, give them a moment, let them heal and realize that there is a guilt that women feel. But they have to be the ones to process it and go through. And then they'll come to terms that it wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. This is something that happened that I had no control over. But us just telling them doesn't make that erase. Mm -hmm. And even if they do feel like I should have done this or that, they don't want someone to say, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not you. So they just again want to be seen and heard and they want to be able to talk about it. So if they start to talk, just to let them talk. Don't shut them down. Don't try to change the subject. Just let them talk and let them get out how they're feeling.
0: Yes, absolutely. And when when we do otherwise, the women shut down. So we have to know that talking about a traumatic event, in this case, losing a baby or losing a pregnancy, talking about it is therapeutic. You know, I remember when I first started... Um, Inviting women to tell me their stories at the point when the, at the point that they realized they had lost the baby, and and telling me the story, they always cried, and so I started you know tearing up, and I you know I would say you know you can stop, you don't have to continue, and every single woman would say, I want to continue. This is the first time that I'm able to tell my story and not get it interrupted or 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 not um, be told things like you can have another baby that that is not not helpful. So, um, Dr. Lucinda, I just uh, we we've just touched the tip of, of the iceberg um, on this subject. Um, yet, I think it's it it may open awareness and open the doors and we've given our viewers something very simple, and that is listen without judgment, right? Um, So before um, Dr. Lucinda, uh, and we have about a little over five minutes left in the show, and um, I usually do a meditation and read a poem. Um, And so I'd like to, I'd like to do that. And you're welcome to stay. I know you, you wanted to stay. But you know, before, before I do this, I wanted you to tell um, our viewers a little bit about Lucinda's house. So you didn't mention that, but I know about Lucinda's house, so please.
1: Yeah, so Lucinda's house is my way of addressing racial disparities and maternal health outcomes. And it looks at pregnancy and childbirth, but also just women's healthcare and offering support. And although I talk about pregnancy and childbirth, we also talk about pregnancy loss. We also talk about infertility. We talk about issues that aren't commonly discussed. And I just want to say to women is that if you, you know, you, a lot of women suffer in silence. I just want to say that there are people who don't even know they experience loss, again, because they don't feel safe to talk about it. But I just want those women to know that they're not alone. And the more we talk about it, the more we can see what your needs are and other women so that we can offer them support. -hmm. So, through Lucinda's house, we are going to have like just open discussions, Um, just like how we're talking right now. It's not about giving a lecture or doing a a class, it's really about us just talking about what's important to us and what we need to heal so that we can care for ourselves. Thank you.
0: And I'm going to, after the show, I'm going to put in the chat um, uh, the information that they can, um, you know, contact you and learn more about Lucinda's house. So we're going to move into our, our meditation. And this one I specifically chose because I knew that we were going to be falling into our hearts and, and discussing um, uh, life and, and, and death, and and it can bring up some emotions. And so I invite you, we're going to do another heart math exercise to close, but it's called Inner Ease. And it gives us an opportunity to pause, bring balance between mind and emotion so that we can act consciously rather than a stress um, reaction. And it helps um, much with personal stress and promote faster recovery. We call it resilience um, from stressful occurrences, which Pregnancy loss is, and it can last. That that response can last a lifetime. So, right now, um, I'd like you to acknowledge your feelings, including um, if you're feeling stress, or you feel like you're out of sync, or you're having uh, other stressors, and you may be feeling anxiety. You may be feeling. Um, frustration or just overload, right? So take a short time out and let's do our heart-focused breathing again like we did at the beginning of the show. So you're going to breathe in through your nose and imagine your heart expanding. And this is slowly. And then breathe out through your nose or your mouth slowly. Again, breathe on your own, breathing in and imagining your heart getting bigger, and then breathe out. And this really, this heart breathing has proved is proven to help restore balance and calm in your mental and emotional um, states, um, while activating that affirming power of your heart um, during heart focus, breathing, you know, you just imagine that each breath is drawing in a feeling of inner ease and infusing your mental and emotional nature with balance, self-care from the heart. So remember how powerful and energetic the heart is. I spoke um, to you about this back in February um, 2022 when I uh, had the program on heart math. So you might want to view that again, but your heart is powerful and you breathe into it. And it has this immediate balancing and calming um, effect. So when practicing um, this heart-focused breathing and ease, putting ease in your heart, you will increase your awareness when that stressful emotion Um, has calmed and you have a state of ease. And one of the things I like to, this is kind of navigating away from the heart math procedure, but when I breathe in the sense of ease and when I breathe out, I say ease. And so I'm activating the power of the word ease. So I breathe in, into my heart ease, and then I activate the power of ease um, by saying the word ease. Okay. Another way to anchor yourself in this ease is to say, I create what I want to for this situation. I send blessings to anyone who have hurt or disappointed me. That's, That's part of my prayer every night. I send blessings to anyone who has hurt or disappointed me. Okay. So we're going to End this practice now and take a deep breath and notice how your body feels and take a deep breath and return to this session as we close. And I typically read um, uh, a poem for you before we leave. And I didn't I didn't choose one. well, I had several, but I'm going to read this one. And because I want to remind us, it's in this moment. That's all we have control of, in this moment. And so this was this poem from my book, Regala Healing, is titled, In This Moment. And it's on page 41 for those of you who have the book. In this moment, I reflect on my life. In this moment, everything is all right. In this moment, something's rising within. In this moment, it's Everywhere I've been. In this moment, I feel an embrace. In this moment, it's all about God's grace. So please join me every first and third Sunday right here at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. I ask you to like, share on this program if it's been helpful for you or you believe it'll be helpful for someone else. Leave comments. I do read them and respond um, to your questions. Today though, I'm leaving right after we end this broadcast because it's the anniversary celebration at my church and I wanna be there um, to celebrate with um, the other parishioners and my pastor. But as soon as I come back, I promise I will answer your questions or respond to your comments. And I'd like you to visit my site, regalahealing.com, to learn more about my healing and self-care work and resources. I want to thank you for joining Dr. Lucinda and I today. And as always, I wish you love and light until I see you the next time.